Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon Podcast has revolutionized over 20 million bedtimes with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cozy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jon Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late-night legend Jon Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. In the aftermath of the most recent mass shootings in the United States, there's been a surge of conversation about HR8, the Bipartisan Background Checks Act of 2021. This is a long-stalled piece of legislation that would require background checks for all gun purchases across the nation. Sponsored by California Democrat Representative Mike Thompson, the bill was passed by the U.S. House in March of 2021 by a narrow 227 to 203 vote, getting support from just eight Republican legislators. In the Senate, the bill has languished for months, due to the reality that it stood little chance of passage in that chamber because it split 50-50 Republican and Democrat, and would need to attract at least 10 Republican supporters in order to prevent a filibuster by opponents and move to a final vote on the law. But Senate Democrats have indicated that, despite the odds against them, they're nevertheless hoping to put the bill on the legislative calendar. Should that plan come to fruition, another gun control bill passed by the House, H.R. 1446, would be put to a vote as well. 
This bill would increase to 10 days, the time a purchaser must wait for a background check. And now, as of early June 2022, there's a new package of gun control legislation on the table, the Protecting Our Kids Act. So today, let's talk about these bills and how the laws that are currently on the books work. Right now, when someone tries to buy a firearm from a federally licensed gun dealer, the dealer is required to contact the federal government's National Instant Criminal Background Check System, either electronically or by phone. The buyer fills out a form that asks them about a bunch of things, uh, past criminal indictments and convictions, use of drugs, court-ordered confinement in mental institutions, dishonorable discharges and convictions in military courts, convictions for domestic violence, and whether the person is a legal resident of the United States. After that, the system staff performs a background check to verify that the buyer is eligible to purchase or own a firearm. This background check system, which was created by the Brady Handgun Violence Prevention Act of 1993 and went online in 1998, has conducted more than 300 million checks on gun purchases. Most purchasers pass the screening, but more than 1.5 million would-be gun buyers have been rejected, according to the FBI. Even so, critics point to major loopholes in the screening process. Of people who don't make a business of selling firearms, but only make occasional sales or purchases, are exempt from the background check requirement, unless they're a seller who has reason to believe that a purchaser might be legally barred from owning a gun. Additionally, federal law doesn't establish a clear line for when a gun seller becomes a professional dealer, just a vague rule of thumb that someone who repetitively sells guns with the motive of making a profit must be licensed and conduct background checks. That gaping gray area enables non-licensed dealers to sell scores of weapons at gun shows or via internet ads, or, you know, wherever, to whoever's buying. A study that was conducted by Northeastern University and Harvard University researchers and published in the journal Annals of Internal Medicine in 2015 estimated that 22% of gun owners who had obtained a weapon in the previous two years had done so without going through a background check. And 96% of prison inmates who had been prohibited from owning the gun that they used in a crime had obtained it through an unlicensed seller. H.R. 8, one of the proposed laws, would eliminate the private sales loophole by making such transactions illegal. Instead, private sellers would be required to hand the weapon over to a licensed dealer, importer, or manufacturer, who would then comply with the background check requirement before transferring the weapon to the buyer. H.R. 8 would still allow a few exceptions. Uh, Law enforcement agencies would be allowed to do transfers without background checks, as would family members giving weapons to other family members. A person could also inherit weapons without a background check. Uh, Finally, in the case of an imminent threat of bodily harm or death, a person could give a weapon to someone else to protect themselves, as long as the weapon was returned when the threat went away. The idea of universal, or nearly universal, background checks is supported by the majority of the American public. An April 2021 Quinnipiac University poll, for example, found that 89% of Americans favor such a requirement, while only 8% oppose universal background checks. A March 2021 morning consult poll had a similar result, with 84% of voters, including 77% of Republicans, supporting mandatory screening before gun sales. 
A 2018 Gallup poll found that Americans favored mandatory checks by a 92% to 7% margin. Before the article this episode is based on, HowStuffWorks spoke with Dan Flannery, a professor of psychiatry and pediatrics, and the director of the Begun Center for Violence Prevention, Research, and Education at Case Western Reserve University. He said that enacting universal background checks is an important first step toward reducing gun violence, but he cautions that the information reported in the system is limited and may not necessarily detect everyone who is a threat. The teenage gunmen in the Uvalde shootings, for example, legally bought two rifles from a federally licensed gun store shortly after his 18th birthday. Ground check system didn't detect the disturbing behaviors noticed by friends and relatives that have since come to light. Flannery said, having more mental health resources and threat assessment protocols for when kids who are identified who may be at risk, having those systems of supports in place is another thing. Many of the school shooters in particular have told someone else personally or on social media of their attempt, and there were opportunities to intervene. Proponents of H.R. 8 face a difficult challenge in the Senate, where 60 votes are necessary for passage. When the New York Times surveyed GOP senators, it found that only 4 out of 50 were even open to considering universal background checks. Though the Democrats could change the rule to allow a straight majority vote, some conservative Democrats oppose such a move and favor a different compromise. In that vein, a new package of gun control legislation passed in a House vote on June 8th. Called the Protecting Our Kids Act, it passed 223 to 204, with five Republicans crossing the aisle to vote for it and two Democrats voting against it. The act includes bills that would raise the age necessary to purchase or receive particular types of semi-automatic firearms from 18 years to 21 years. It would establish new federal offenses for gun trafficking, establish frameworks for regulating firearms without serial numbers and the storage of firearms, and prohibit large-capacity magazines and create a governmental buyback program for people who currently own those. News about this new act is still coming in as we record this episode but experts expect it to face difficulty in the Senate as well. HowStuffWorks also spoke with Dave Chapman. He's a 25-year veteran of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, or the ATF, and was President Joe Biden's initial choice to head that bureau. He said that conducting background checks on nearly all gun purchasers, quote, would make an extraordinary difference in preventing gun violence in this country. He also called for raising the federal minimum age for purchasing a rifle, which, again, is currently 18 years. Quote, Until we change that a high school senior can roll into a gun shop and lawfully buy an assault rifle, the same one I carried on ATF SWAT team, nothing's ever going to change. Today's episode is based on the article, H.R. 8 Mandates Gun Background Checks. Why is it stuck in the Senate? On HowStuffWorks.com, written by Patrick J. Kiger. Brainstuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. 
She's breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionized over 20 million bedtimes, with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cozy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.